Hello and welcome to the Healthy People's Club podcast, brought to you by myself, Celeste, and my best friend, Sarah. We aim to bring you a multitude of authentic, honest, and educational conversations, which will equip you with the tools to navigate your own well-being. Hello, just before you get into today's episode, I just want to put a little disclaimer out there that the audio is not perfect. Um, we are so grateful for Liv for joining us. Um, she really improvised in the way she was able to record. So yeah, we're just super grateful to have this conversation and I apologize that the audio is not perfect. Enjoy the show. Hello everybody and welcome to the Healthy People's Club podcast. We are on series two, episode six, and we are fresh back from Christmas and into a new year. As usual, I am joined by my lovely friend and co-host Celeste. Celeste, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Well, thank you. And we are also very, very privileged to be joined by a fantastic guest, Olivia, or Liv, Livy Tompkins. Um, welcome, mm. Olivia. We are so happy to have you on. Thanks so much, guys. I'm so happy to be on and for you to have me, especially your first one after Christmas. <laughs> Wonderful. So um, we are going to obviously get into exactly who Liv is and she's going to do her own wonderful introduction in a moment um but just to let you know um Liv is one of many things an ICU nurse fantastic a CrossFit athlete a wit fitness ambassador uh, influencer and an amazing motivator as well um we are going to jump straight in and Liv please can you tell us a little bit more about yourself hey guys hey, I'm Liv Pockins aka Liv Tom CrossFit nurse um, is my handle on Instagram, and I'm very well known for being the CrossFit nurse. I am a full-time intensive care nurse and a aspiring CrossFit athlete, as well as a mental health advocate for a nursing charity named UOK Nurse, which has a partner charity called UOK Doc, where we aim to support the mental health and well-being of nurses and doctors across the UK and spreading awareness of mental health within those areas of, of working. Um, and I'm also a brand ambassador for obviously WIT Fitness and other uh, brands such as Born Primitive and FitAid, and they are fantastic brands that support me and enable me to do what I'm aspiring to do within the CrossFit space and the nursing space. So uh, that's, I guess that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Amazing. Liv, thank you so much. And again, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited about this conversation. I know we have spoken about it like briefly in passing, like so many times we sort of high-fiving each other on what we've got going on. But um, yeah, I feel so grateful that you are finally here with us to have this chat. Um, so happy new year to you and happy new year to everybody who's at home and who's listening. Um, Liv, I just wanted to start by asking you though, like, how are you? Uh, <laughs> that is like one of the questions that always stumps me every single time uh, because usually uh, a default is yeah okay how are you it's so much easier to ask other people how they are than actually to address yourself how you are um, but thank you for asking I have actually started the new year in a really positive way um, I've had a few um things that I've been working on that has actually come to fruition in the start of this new year. So it's been really exciting to get those projects underway. Um, I guess 
I'm in terms of me myself, I'm doing fine. I had a nice break over Christmas, which is a nice break for a nurse is probably a couple of days, four days off. Um, so I didn't work Christmas. I worked for New Year, and so I had a really nice relapse between you know the Christmas for a couple of days and then going back to work for New Year. I did get that dreaded cold that everyone got, but um, I'm I'm all okay. I'm all okay now. Um, I guess I'm starting the new year feeling pretty excited about 2023 and feeling quite renewed in what I want for myself and my focus on the year. But also coming with that and having that sort of like goal and ambitions for the new year can also come with quite a lot of anxiety I found um, and a lot of pressure on myself to be able to be true to myself, be able to reach those goals and do the best that I can for myself and those around me. So I have been battling a little bit with, oh my goodness, I had such great opportunities, but am I even worthy enough for these opportunities? And am I even ready to take on these new goals that I set myself or these new ambitions that I have for myself? So in the grand scheme of things, I'm okay, I'm happy and I'm healthy. But there's lots of different things, like sub subcategory things that you think, oh, these are playing with me a little bit. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm very well. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Liv. I just want to say a big thank you personally and probably a big thank you from our listeners as well, because I think what you just touched on there is absolutely universal. I know that I've gone into the new year very similarly, and I'm sure many of our listeners have as well. So thank you for bringing that to the forefront. I think that's really important in the first year of a month when everyone's kind of, you know, new year, new me. And really, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. I did a post actually recently saying it's it's a new year, but you're actually the same you. Don't put this pressure on yourself to be like, I need to be a totally different person, adopt completely different habits and a completely different lifestyle and put pressure on yourself to actually be someone that's not naturally you. You have to make small changes over a long period of time to make a big difference. And I really feel like that puts a lot less pressure on ourselves to be able to act in a way that benefits ourselves so you take a small goal and a goal that's actually reachable and then you work towards it and when you actually get there you feel very fulfilled and that you can move on to something else you don't take this big goal of for example I want to start my own business you don't just start you know you don't just run head first straight into it you need to make small changes you may need to set aside the job that you do now. That's a step. You need to do X, Y, Z to set up new things. There's so many different factors that go into one goal. And I think that categorizing it and making it small and doable is the best way to actually achieve it. Yeah. And, and Liv, is that something that you've had to do in terms of going um, from 2022 to 2023 and how you've maybe envisaged your projects that you've got started this year? Yeah, 100%. I have, I'm really bad at looking at things in a, I'm, I look at things in a really grand scheme way. I used to a lot. And that used to make me so anxious and so like, oh my goodness, this is such a big thing for me that I'd rather put it off and just not do it. But it'd be a goal, you know, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do that and not do it. Like, 
actively be like, oh, I'm so busy, I can't do that right now, or I, I've got a really busy month, I just won't be able to like commit to doing that, you know? But instead, making smaller changes that are more manageable for your mindset and for your, you know, attention in general. There's like so many studies that show our attention is getting like a lot smaller. So why not make it so that you do do something small, quick every day that actually comes together and really changes your you as a person over a, a longer period of time. And I think that that's really helped me to make goals that are realistic and not put this immense pressure on myself. I need to change or do something to change or why am I why am I not getting that goal fast enough? Because you put so much pressure, if you don't start seeing results, you think that you're failing. When it's not, things take time and things take your patience and your your hard work essentially. Mm. I think that might be a good um, opportunity as well to maybe just touch briefly on like your I would say CrossFit career as well like how did it start like what's that process been because I'm sure um that's not been one that's been like a transition from going to that first CrossFit class to being the CrossFit nurse I'm sure that's been a journey that you've also have to be had to have been patient on as well yeah so I started CrossFit in 2018 um so oh my gosh 2018 five years ago oh my on my hands. Uh, five years ago, near enough five years ago now, um, I just got invited to a class at which training um, by the, one of the CEOs and a, and a coach and I was like, yeah, why not just get involved and see what this is about? I didn't actually know it was CrossFit, to be honest, when I, before I went. I was in the fitness scene, so to speak. I did a lot of things with Perth Games when they first started, which is their fitness brand that they do that small comps now. And I was one of the active women. So there was a group of females in London that we went to different gyms and we did classes and we sort of like took over a gym for an afternoon and invite people down. And it was a great sort of way to get into the fitness thing. So it wasn't like I was fresh off uh, doing nothing or just at, my, at, at the gym on my own. So I had a bit of a background. I was a very big co-boxer, which in London is a space where you do uh, boxing. It's like hit and boxing together. It's very high intensity. It's really good fun and uh, a great way that I actually came into the fitness community. I still have very good friends from there. Um, and then I came down to it just to try the class. And I saw Jess Rosart, who's one of my friends um, now. But I saw her... And she was one of the first women I remember seeing and being like, wow, look at her shoulders. <laughs> and the way she was, the way that she was built, the, the strength in her um, was nothing like I'd ever really experienced in a woman figure. Like, because, you know, in your standard gym, you sort of see petite women and they're really good shape. They're beautiful in their bodies. They're everything that you would, aspire to be but I've always been quite a thick-setted woman and I like lifting weight and I sort of felt like there was a bit something missing and I didn't really find the joy of going and doing drop sets and chest day and leg day and arm day like it was just and then on the flip side I would sort of do this heavy high intensity cardio every day 
three times a day at a time just to get that hit and that sweat. And then obviously I came to it and I was just like, CrossFit is amazing. Not because of just the methodology itself that it inspires movement and and good health through movement, but actually that I found it was just a great community, a great space to be in. It was inspiring and the people around me inspired me to be better, to be stronger, to do more. And to have a strong mindset as well as a stronger body. So from 2018, the moment I stepped through which doors, I made a joke to Dan Williams, uh, the owner, and said, I, I'm never leaving. I basically never have. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, and obviously, that is really like, it really spoke volumes to me, not just because of, um, you know, not just because of wit but because of the crossfit methodology itself it was just such something that really touched me in a massive way and as a result i really endorsed everything about it from the community to what i wanted and then it sort of transpired that i'm a nurse and this sort of way of training is actually medicine to me Everything that I see in the hospital, these uh, really poorly people, lifestyle factors or different ways of living have really impacted their lives and their health conditions so much so that they might have ended up in my intensive care unit. On the flip side of that, they might have been born with a condition that's entirely not their fault. But with the help of um, movements such as a squat, sitting down and getting back up again, a deadlift, how to pick up your bags, how to move from one space to the other safely. They are all things fundamentally that CrossFit teach. They teach people to be able to stand up when they're 80 and do that in a safe and, and, and a way that's long, longevity, basically. And I really, really loved that I was a nurse. I love CrossFit and then I sort of put them together in the pandemic which I really felt spoke to me uh, massively um, it helped me through a time that was really difficult for me and um, as a result I was helping other people which was amazing I think that it's not at all not at all um I, I think for me especially I mean myself and Celeste talk a lot I, I coach CrossFit Celeste obviously has been in the CrossFit world for for many years um, and we speak so much about kind of the mental health benefits and the body image um, benefits, which are absolutely huge. Um, but it's so um, also refreshing somebody who's on the front line of seeing the physical health signs, symptoms um, that go on and how CrossFit could positively, positively impact that. That's not obviously we haven't spoken a lot, a lot about that. So for you to go into that, that's yeah, so, so interesting. Thank you, Liv. That's okay. I think it is one of those things that you don't actually think about until you see health every day. I see two different um, ranges of health every single day. I see peak physical health. I see people who are very fit beyond illness. I, and I also see people who are at their most vulnerable, who are very unwell, who are at the end of their life or going into or moving that way. All people that have lost their ability to have 
their health and their right to health because of their illness um, or something that has happened to them. And I think that that really puts it into perspective that while you see those two sides, that you under that I as an individual understand the importance of health and that that movement is medicine and, and all of those things. As trivial as they might sound, it, it all and I, I guess resonating with maybe someone that you might just see someone and it's going to be like movement is medicine and it might just be anyone that's giving that message. You might not resonate with them as much, but they are giving that message of a positive way to look at just movement in general and how to approach movement as health. I think that's really important. Yeah, it's nice. It's so nice to hear that because when you know you do your course and then when you're coaching and stuff, you're thinking about very much that illness, the wellness scale, which CrossFit talks about so much. And um, so as you were talking, Ben, that I could actually picture it along that scale. You know, those points where you probably have patients come in and say, "Goodness, at that point, what if you change this? Or at that point, yeah. what if you change that? Uh, the, the huge difference it can make to lives." Yeah, uh, and it is something that I'm so passionate about that it is. Uh the thing that I'm driving towards in one of my goals in 2023 is to make people more aware that that to be able to take your own health and with the help of maybe because it's such a difficult thing to comprehend that you can make a small life change and that will impact your whole life that one decision that you make i.e. walking into a CrossFit gym in 2018 and then will make mass changes five years time that not everyone has to establish themselves and be but it's just that you want to live the best life you can you want to be the healthiest you can be and you want to be as fulfilled as you can be so that illness will happen to us all unfortunately in some small way but we have to make sure that we give ourselves the best chance possible and i really feel like that's something that crossfit offers to many people um, and just health in general, like, like I don't want to just uh, like make the scope very small for people that just do CrossFit because it's not the case. Any type of movement, if you approach it in a healthy way, can really, really benefit you. Yeah, 100%. And I think also just like acknowledging there that um, when you sort of see people when they're at a stage where they are ill and kind of wondering like, I did they know how to sort of like prioritize and nurture and look after the health? And I think that's one thing that I'm trying my absolute best to do as well is just to educate young people on that, because I think it's so important that we have the skills to sort of, you know, use movement as a preventative measure rather than a cure. Um, so I love that. Like, I feel like here we've got like all ends of the spectrum, you know, like, it, it's so amazing to hear and I'm sure like so many people who who meet you in the hospital as well are so inspired by the the approach that you have to um like the medical care as well you know obviously they're in there and they need medical services but there are also loads of things that people can be doing to help their health themselves without waiting until they need um a bigger intervention yeah I think something that you just touched on obviously teaching young people from the get-go that this is actually how you should be focusing on your health that aesthetics and the way that you look and your size or your body composition has nothing to do with if you can or cannot 
be healthy or be the best version of you. I really do feel that, um, uh, like, I'm giving all of my praise to Honey Three Girls, but getting into schools and doing um, some chats with, you know, year sixes or even year seven, those difficult age groups where you're trying to realise and establish what, who am I? Like, I'm not very good at PE and I feel uncomfortable in my gym clothes and I really just don't like the type of sport that I'm doing. Does that mean that you aren't a sporty person? Because I definitely remember at school that I wasn't a sporty person. I hated doing PE and I felt really like I was just not the fit a fit person and I was slow at athletics and things that really affected me mentally and discouraged me from moving when I was younger um, actually have now flipped themselves and I am obviously one of the best versions health-wise I can be for myself and I think that if you didn't go if we can sort of make young people see that there are so many approaches to health not just your athletics and you know the things that your the curriculum asks you to do but you can really go and join a new sport and do something and find a community that way that that's a really good way to just start and have that different mindset towards their own bodies and wanting to change the way that they look it's they should be more proud of how they can move and have the purpose of their body and how it's changing um, in at the ages that they are, you know. I think that's a really important thing. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, obviously, Celeste's a teacher and I coach CrossFit in a school once a week as well. And I try and have these conversations as much as possible. But I'd also love to get you in to talk, Liv, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, let me, you let me in that class. I will. I would love it. <laughs> Coming to a school near you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Liv, may I ask you, um, so as we've been talking about kind of getting people kind of through the door at the gym or just getting them moving, anything like that. And um, so there's lots of people that say um, they just don't have enough hours in the day because they work full time. And how are they going to fit in doing the workout? How do you manage your time, darling? And do you have any top tips to help people carve out that time to train? Because obviously you're a very busy person. Um, we were talking about that earlier. Um, how do you fit in your training and how do you make time for it? So, um, there is always enough time. If I always feel like you have to fill your own cup to give to others. You have to. Whether you start your day and you go to work and then as a relaxation you go, after work I'm going to go for a swim or a run or do yoga. You don't have to always hit yourself with this big workout or a crossfit class that's going to really tip you over the edge you need to do something that is good for you and fills your own cup i think that we can get so caught up in i've got work today or i've got to do so many jobs today that we sort of forget that an hour of a 12 hour day or a 15 hour day is such a little time that you can always attribute an hour, 45 minutes, half an hour to yourself, so that, that you fill yourself, you fill your cup back up. 
and that you can give the best version of yourself to whatever it is then you want to do for the rest of the day whether that's looking after your your loved ones your children your family going to work that you're giving yourself that best option to be able to say I gave to myself now I've got the energy the motivation to be able to give to others and I think that having that sort of mindset that you don't have enough time is such an easy one because I've definitely used it like oh my gosh it's not enough time like I'm so tired but I always remember and remind myself how much better I feel after I've actually given myself what I need and for me I need to move and I need to re-energize myself and also mentally I need to remind myself that I'm able to I'm able full stop and I'm actually willing and I want to move because 12 hour shift in the hospital is a long time especially in intensive care with one-to-one it's a long time to have one-to-one time with someone who is critically unwell that is in the worst like time of their whole life they could be the same age as you they could be older than you or they could be younger than you and these people can't grieve for themselves they their hearts don't pump without us sort of like controlling them they can't blink for themselves they can't talk they can't walk they can't move their limbs so who how to sort of mentally be in that space and be able to attribute your whole self to that person is really difficult without having a bit of respite for yourself. And I feel like I really struggled. Um, I am a full-time intensive care nurse, but I actually reduced my hours to um, knock off three shifts just a month, um, which to a lot of people won't sound like very much, but it's actually massive in a grand scheme of my rotor to actually give myself a little bit more time to actually enjoy work and um, focus also on my on, on what I am planning for myself and filling up my own cup in that sense. Um, I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to have the time to, I have to do this, I have to go to the gym, I have to go for a run. If you look at it a different way and say, I'm giving myself the time to go for a run. I'm giving myself the energy that I need to continue my day. And I'm going to go to the gym for an hour and it's going to make me feel really good. I think that we attribute movement as punishment sometimes for the fact that I have to do it quickly. I have to do X, Y, Z when that shouldn't be the case. As soon as you start enjoying your movement, enjoying what you're doing, and realizing that you're actually just giving yourself what you need, the better. And I think that that's a really special thing. So you actually then always have time. You always have time if you want to have time for yourself. And I definitely relate to 
having those 12 hour shifts when I did do full time like uh, four shifts three shifts four shifts three shifts that's the pattern of an all nurse you sort of think oh my goodness I've got a 12 hour shift I've got another one tomorrow and another one tomorrow where do I find the time to actually give to myself it's really hard yeah and I'm not taking away from that it's really hard mentally physically emotionally but if you look at it like okay I've got three back-to-back shifts and in that in that three shifts um I'm gonna try at least once to just do some yoga or go to a a class that I could go to or uh, go for a short run where I'm gonna enjoy the air in my lungs I'm gonna enjoy the endorphins that it gives me and that's sort of the way to look at it and if you can't do it that's also fine that you say on my next day off I cannot wait to go and give my body the the release it needs after those three really tough shifts because not everyone has to work out every single day uh, to have a healthy lifestyle because that's not what health is health is moving your body when you can in the best way and that's the best way for you mentally and physically and eating well alongside that is so important so i think that that we can be healthy in a lot of different ways and actually attribute the time to move and the time for our bodies in a lot of different ways. So I think that we always have time um, if we really want to. And that's a really difficult thing to sort of comprehend sometimes. Yeah, Definitely. Oh, sorry, Celeste. Um, I, I, I just want to uh, quickly say my you know, big takeaway for me from that and, and for my clients as well was when we talk about the fact that life is going to throw us different things as we go. Year by year, we're going to have different things thrown at us. And there's going to be some really tough stuff as well, you know, as we get older and, you know, whatever that might be. But um, it's uh, deciding that that day you're going to do something. And it doesn't have to be the CrossFit class that you planned, but maybe it does have to be a walk because it'll be really really good for you so you can change the plan but maybe kind of keep the fact that you've got to do the one thing that's going to be beneficial for you one thing that i loved about what you just said Liv, as well is um just the idea of knowing that if you do give yourself that time everything else is going to be more positively um conducted so whether that is you know looking after the kids or the work that you produce one of the analogies that I love is and I think it's probably quite a good one for this conversation is fit your own oxygen mask first and like you know that's what they say don't you when you get on an airplane they're like when the oxygen mask comes down please fit your own oxygen mask before helping the person next to you and it just makes total sense doesn't it I say it to the teachers in the school I'm like look if you're not looking after yourself how can you give the best education possible to these young people? And so, yeah, I just love that you mentioned there carving out that little bit of, of time to sort of help fill up the cup rather than remove from it. So, love it. Um, Liv, you mentioned obviously working as an ICU nurse, and I know you just mentioned there as well about like the physically, emotionally, sort of mental um requirements that come with that role I just wanted to know like how you sort of maybe keep your boundaries or you know I just imagine there's so much of the emotional element to it how do you separate work from home I think that being an intensive care nurse and uh, the type of nursing that, that I do in ICU is a really difficult thing to comprehend for 
Um, for anyone that isn't an intensive care nurse, or because it's such a unique position that you put yourself in, um, the shifts are always long, so they're either a long day or a night. Um, that consists of 12 and a half, 13 hours. Um, and as soon as you get your patient in the morning from 7.45 until 8, 8.15, 8.30 p.m., you are one with that patient. That patient, actually, I put it in this way because this is actually how I feel. That patient and you are connected in a way that is just undescribable. You adopt that patient's um, ability to... Um, be able to you, you sort of adopt that patient as your own their life is in your hands and that's a really big thing to have responsibility of that a person that you didn't know five minutes ago after the handover that you're given is now your patient your person that you actually become so one with them that it's like you know them. You know how they feel just from the way that they, their heart beats or the way that they move their body or if they don't move at all, the way that they breathe. You sort of understand that they feel a certain way without them even speaking to you. And that's so much responsibility. You not only take on that person, you take on that person and their family. Because, you know, a person has people connected to them all the time. They are obviously in their very critical condition or their most vulnerable state. Their families are aware of that and they're in a very heightened emotional state as well. And you take on all that responsibility. There's also the case of the fact there's also the fact that the patient couldn't actually make it through the shift and you were dealing with the loss of that person as if they were a part of you as well because it does feel like that when you lose a patient it's a really weird thing to try and explain that you've lost something that you were in charge of that you had it's a person it's a life and then Having to try and cope with that after a shift is really difficult because it's not even like the patient passes away and then you get time to reflect and have that sort of time for you and your mental health. You actually, the patient passes away, you might get another patient or the unit might be so busy that then you help other your other colleagues with their patient because they're so un, un, um, sick as well, they're so unwell. So there's always this like idea that, oh, it's okay, this has happened, I just gotta get on with it now. So you just sort of close the book and then you don't really open it. And that trauma piles up, like those books pile up high. And then what happens really at the end of the day is that you get burnout. And for nurses, that's a really common thing. Um especially in intensive care, it gets burnout, it really negatively impacts our mental health because to deal with those sorts of things, those emotions from the patient itself, from their family, from what you've seen, it 
might resonate with you as a family member that you might have gone through very similar things and you relive it. And just seeing someone critically unwell is actually such a difficult thing. Um, and I guess that that's why I feel so passionately about how I attribute my training to to how I cope mentally. I wouldn't say that I I use my training to cover up my emotions, but more often than not, I use it as a way to vent how I feel. A really tough wars can have me in tears at the end of it. And people always are like, oh, she's crying again. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, but they might just think that I'm a bit of a wimp when it comes to being, but it's not, it's that release of energy because of how much I feel and the empathy that you go through. You don't sympathise with your patient, you empathise with them. Sympathy and empathy are two different things. I feel everything. And then you take those feelings and try not to put it into your everyday life because you can't. Because then it impacts the people around you. I'm not sure... (laughs) For a scenario, for example, say I was your housemate and you go, How Liz, how was your day? And I just turn I went, Well, yeah, my patient died, I'm really traumatized, I don't know what to do. Like it's just not something that you'd actually ever hear from a nurse. They'll be like, Oh, it was a really hard day today, but it's fine. Because that's what we do. You can't you can't come home and bring that on the people that you you live with or your partner. Because it's such a hard thing to try and comprehend. So it's just training for me and the way that I can express myself is a way to sort of release how I feel. It's a way to healthily um, display my emotion um, and put my energy into it that way. Because if not, I think I'd be a walking nervous wreck half the time. Um, and it's also really difficult. Um, I think we, sh- we should have this sort of idea where we can talk to people, which is why UOK Nurse is so great. You have a, like a 24-hour helpline, which helps nurses in times of really, like, in difficulty. You might have just a really rubber shift. No one had to have passed away on your shift, but you've just seen and experienced emotions that really impact you mentally and I think that's really important so the physical mental and emotional um, amount that you put yourself through on a 12-hour shift is just so great you give yourself to your patient and as a result your energy is zapped and your everything you've given everything and then you have to do it all again the next day or the next night or a couple of days time and bearing in mind that most people, most nurses have families at home that they then care for and then they go again. So it's just such a unique job and it's such a unique position in terms of how you feel mentally and physically and your mindset towards things. Thank you so much for such a heartfelt description of that. And I honestly think that's so important for listeners everyone to hear uh both for the fact that just to hear how much work really goes into your job and especially right now 
when, um, you know, it's not something that we'll, I don't think we'll have time to go into today, but just such an important subject of the NHS strikes and the nurses strikes and everything going on. And so even more important that people get to hear exactly what you guys go through and exactly what goes into your work. So thank you. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say on behalf of the whole nation, like, thank you so much for the work that, that you do. It's really unbelievable and totally inspirational. So thank you and thank you for sharing. Um, so I'm aware that we're like 45 minutes in. So there's just a couple of other things I'm going to ask you. Um, but obviously we started the conversation with like the project work and things that you are excited to be um, working towards this year. And I'm just wondering if there's anything you can share well, uh, I just I have just done a really exciting project um, which was actually with CrossFit, as in CrossFit HQ, as in CrossFit, uh, which when I first started the CrossFit Nurse, I never actually thought that CrossFit would take like one look at me in the grand scheme of Tia Claire Toomey's, Noah Olsen's, Sarah Sigmund's and everyone else that is a, like amazing people who represent CrossFit. But... Um, I think that the best thing about CrossFit is they always look for people within the community that make a difference to the CrossFit community itself. And I guess I've sort of become one of those people that inspire and motivate other people, which is an amazing, amazing and really immense thing to me. I had a bit of imposter syndrome thinking, do I do I do this like you know that's I created a platform where I'm able to influence people to be the best versions of themselves and try to be the best that they can be health-wise and mentally and just by being a nurse and a crossfitter and I think that that's basically what grabbed CrossFit's eye and was like hang on, this, this girl, the nurse, she's trying to inspire other nurses as well to be a healthy version of themselves and have time to welcome CrossFit into their life like I have. Not to say that you have to really be um, fixed on becoming a CrossFit athlete or compete on that sort of level, but just to have that CrossFit lifestyle and that you are adopting a better version of yourself um, in your day-to-day -day life um, so the project I have in Zero CrossFit is basically based on that that I spoke to them and sort of they followed me for two days and they basically saw how I go from training to my night shift um, and just how I do my day-to-day -day. Um, and in a grand in sort of like grand scheme of things that I'm a normal person that is able to inspire other very normal people who have very busy lives and busy jobs and that I guess that that's a real big privilege for me to have even been a part of so I'm really excited to see how they put the video together and um, and how that's all portrayed and really hoping that this is a, a big start for me collaborating sort of with CrossFit in terms of enabling nurses and 
medical professionals to have a bit of spotlight and have a recognition within the space that you know we do really tough jobs and to give us a little bit of slack and like have some support um whether it be offering an nhs or um medical discount for people so that crossfit is affordable and accessible um and just being able to inspire nurses that uh, like the methodology in crossfit itself is just a great way to be able to manage working and living um and and how to be the best version of themselves whilst giving themselves the patients so that's really exciting for me i'm really excited about that Congratulations, and you can take that imposter syndrome and you can chuck it straight out the window because you yeah. just, you just, everything you said just now is for me exactly what CrossFit, you know, should be, you know, going into, and it should be supporting, and it's it's everything that um if you if you think about um their methodology, like you said, it's everything that that it stands for. So yeah, rightly so. And um, honestly, we wish you all the luck and all the best. You're going to be amazing. Thank you. It's really exciting. I am super excited. And to start the year with it was just great. Cool. And Liv, you so deserve the exposure and credit for all of the work that you've been doing. Because again, coming back to that point right at the start about the journey, like you haven't just done CrossFit for a week or two weeks and then been like, oh, nurses need to do CrossFit. You know, this has been a real long-term thing. And I feel like you, since I've known you, you've always been like a huge inspiration to me. What you described about Jess was what I, I thought when I saw like Jess as well, but like you and I was like, oh my gosh, these girls are amazing. Like they're so strong. Um, so yeah, thank you for inspiring me, but also for inspiring so many other people out there. Um, and I think that's probably a perfect opportunity to tell us where we can find you. Yeah, so I am on Instagram, so um, at Libby Tom CrossFit Nurse. Uh, on Instagram, I also dabble in the old TikTok now because we have to be doing TikTok. Um, of course. Keep up with, keep up with um, so you watch out when, when I come to your uh, classroom near you, I'll be doing TikToks with your children. Um, <laughs> so uh, my TikTok is the same, Libby Tom CrossFit Nurse. Um, and I did used to, I do have a YouTube, um, which um, you can look back on when I was um, a younger version of me, which I sometimes update, so I, I do mean to get back on. Um, but I do have a YouTube as well, which is the same, Louis Tom Cross at that. Um, so, but Instagram is my platform, I guess, and um, I'm very grateful and privileged to have that voice and that platform. Amazing. And Liv, we always end every podcast with the same question. So I'm afraid you're not going to get away with it. Um, what do you know now that you wish you'd been taught at school? Oh, my gosh. That you don't need to know what you want to be and what you want to do to be successful and to live the best version of your life you don't have to have the grand plan you don't have to have a certain amount of money you don't have to have or have been from a certain background that life is so precious it's so short and it's what you make of it that good health 
a good mental attitude and, and a good way to approach all things, being kind and just being appreciative of the opportunities that you have is enough for you to have a good life and to never forget that your health is the biggest and the best gift that could ever have been given to you, that to be the best version of you and to give your body and your mind the best chance that you can give it is the best job promotion bonus payment that you could ever have and that just to value that for as long as you can thank you oh goodness you've left me with a really warm feeling inside and i feel like you're gonna do that for all our listeners honestly <laughs> Honestly, I uh, I feel like I've got little butterflies. Yeah, it was amazing. Liv, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your experience, your knowledge, your wisdom, wisdom and just also just being authentic and true um, right from the start when we are like not giving that fluffy, yeah, I'm okay, thanks. You know, you gave us so much detail to every single answer and, and yeah, we're truly blessed to have had you on the show. So thank you very much. Thank you both for having me. It's been really nice just chatting. I actually, I just love doing things like this because it just, it just fills me up inside as well. And it's a really great opportunity just to chat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.